Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That'd be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. And why is that? I'm doing fantastic because we're going on tour tomorrow. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it has to be said that you've done a huge amount to uh, facilitate that and have been dubbed Tour Dad. I have been dubbed Tour Dad, and I don't know how to take that. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's good. It's good. It, it means that you're a, a responsible I mean, fellow. Or the old guy in the band. I'm nah. not sure. <laughs> we're all old guys in this band. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, this is going to be fun, man. Um, we've been hearing uh, our first stop tomorrow is uh, Jacksonville slash. I guess Atlantic Beach technically and uh, it's Fly's Tie and we've been hearing a lot of really fun stuff about that place so, yeah we have yeah yeah yeah. yeah um, uh, so um, John Prestige plays there quite a yeah. lot and those guys were um, saying that they always have a great crowd up there Yeah. and um, a lady got in touch with us who plays the Tim Whistle and she's going to come play with us isn't she yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's it's <laughs> everything I've looked it up I've like everything I've seen on YouTube all the photos everything it looks like the place gets crazy, which it, it's like Mega Malleys, but like on steroids, you know. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. And then we got a Mega Drive right after the gig, and yeah. we do have a Mega Drive after the gig. We're gonna go straight from there to Valdosta, Georgia. We're gonna spend the night and catch. I don't even know, probably four or five hours of sleep, if that, um, and then head on up to Memphis, where we're playing uh, at the Hard Rock on Beale Street on yeah. Friday night. That's gonna be exciting. Rock and, and roll, baby. And then, yeah, then we're uh, Saturday, we're playing uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Sunday, we're playing down in Huntsville, Alabama. Then we're going back to Memphis. We're spending three days in Memphis. We're recording at Sun Studios for three days. And then we're going down to Pascagoula, Mississippi, and yeah. then back up to Marietta, Georgia. And then our homecoming show down in uh, Stewart. And Carson's, so, right? Yeah, Carson's Tavern. Yeah. Yeah. We had a pretty good weekend this weekend, didn't we, as well? We kind of tied last weekend's gigs into the tour because... Um because we the, could love that yeah and and also the gig up, up in melbourne was pretty far away to be fair it's so. two hours away so i consider that part of the tour yeah exactly yeah. We, we always love playing in mega malleys that is a fun so. place man yeah. that's a very fun place yeah absolutely so um people who are avid listeners of this podcast may remember that um about six months ago i bought you a massage for your birthday you did and how did it go, you my friend? Because you had and, it today. Well, you know, I as as life would have it, it was like uh, you got it for me. You got me the gift card for it. It was for my birthday back in December, if I recall. Yeah. Because um, I had hurt my back on the last time we had gone on the road. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm old. Uh -huh. um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I I sat on it for a while and didn't use the, the gift card because my back was messed up. And then eventually my back got better and we bought a different house and just life got in the way and... Um, I finally came across the gift card again recently, and I figured we were going on tour. I should be all like loose and limber, and yeah. I got my first massage this morning. That's the first time I've ever had a massage, like like a professional massage, not my, awesome. like my wife massage. They're nice, me. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, it was it was like surreal, man. It was like very relaxing, and yeah. I mean, like she, like I, you know, I I have to tell you, like there were times where like on my back, it just it didn't even feel like her hand. It felt like she was just her whole freaking arm was just going across my back like a rolling pin. It was amazing. Yeah, man, I loved it. it was I'm great. so glad you enjoyed it. Uh, it was yeah. good. It was good, man. I walked out of there feeling very refreshed and very relaxed. And- Ready to go on tour. And the, the other thing, which is very exciting, is tomorrow you're getting some ink, in it? Tomorrow I'm getting some ink. And as, well, tomorrow I'm getting some ink. And it's as just soon printer as, ink. But so no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I get back from tour, I'm getting some more ink. So, yeah, man. Yeah. So we can be uh, all tatted up together that's, like that's a right, true man. band. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. I've been, uh, I've been, I just have the one, the one small piece that I've had for whatever it's been now, seven years or whatever. So it, it's time. It's, yeah. time, it's time to build out the sleeve. Yeah, so. man. Hell yeah. yeah. So we have Danielle Santilli with us today. How's it going? Hi. How are you guys? Yeah, Thank great. You. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. So um, I know you're not originally uh, from Florida, are you? No, yeah, I am wh- not. <laughs> where do you hail from? So I am from outside of Philly, actually. Right. And there are a lot of like Philly, Jersey, you know, people in Florida, but yeah. I never, ever thought I would live here, honestly. Like, <laughs> I just thought Florida equals old people sure. and boring. Like, yeah, yeah. I never, and one, honestly, I visited and I was like, wait, what is this special, secret, magical place? I was going to say, shh, don't tell yeah, anybody. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> tell all the COVID movers, which I am a COVID mover. Don't tell but, anybody. It's yeah. A, it's our own private I know, paradise. <laughs> I know. I know. So I figured out the secret. Oh, and that's great. Now I'm here. So, so um do you come from a musical background what was it when you were growing up how did you first find yourself getting into music and stuff like that um yeah so i actually my parents were sort of like a big influence like my dad um put he's a really amazing piano player um he, not professionally but like he just loves it and um, he basically put my sister and I in like Suzuki piano. Oh, that's how um, you learned. When I was four years old. And yeah, for people who <laughs> don't know, can you um, explain a little bit yes. about how the Suzuki method works? Yeah, for sure. So Suzuki is basically play by ear. So yeah. you don't really read music until, honestly, I played from like four years old to eighth grade. So I don't even know if I ever, <laughs> they ever really had us reading maybe towards the later years um sort of but it's really interesting because you they basically have these suzuki books and there are like specific songs in the books and cds that come with the books well i guess now it's not cds but (laughs) back then i'm aging myself but (laughs) it was cds back then vinyl (laughs) yes sure yeah and so every night like it was very the parents definitely had to be like really involved and it was kind of like rigid um and so you I guess I don't want to say rigid. That sounds bad. But it was, you basically had to like listen to these songs like every night. Um, Like, so every night before bed, like my mom would put in like the Suzuki piano CD and I would like fall asleep just like listening to it every night. And that's how I like learned the songs sort of. Interesting. So what Um, what would on this, on the CDs, what, what was each track? Was it the song you were learning or is it like um, pieces of it? It was the book. So it's like book one, book two. Honestly, I haven't thought about this in like years. So the fact that this is coming up is kind of funny, but yeah, there were, from what I remember, it was like different. Yeah, book one, book two, book three. So each book had a CD and there were, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 songs in each book. Right. And each book got harder and harder. Yeah. And then you had a recital at the end of graduating each book, I guess. Okay. 
But was it like, I mean, you had the CDs and you had the books, but was there- And then lessons, I was going to say, I was going to ask because there was actual lessons involved. Yeah, sorry, that wasn't a good, yeah. So, and then like, so you would have, I think I had a lesson maybe once a week or twice a week for like 30 minutes and you had to practice um, and I would scream and not want to practice ever. And so that that was like, I was putting my mom through like hell, I feel like. And I'm so surprised that they- just like it was just something that they really wanted like they wanted us to have music in our lives and so they like she just like put up with all my temper tantrums and was like you're practicing and would sit with me and my mom too yeah and i'm like wow if i was a parent like i'd be like you know what screw this like it's fine i don't know (laughs) that's pretty awesome that they like yeah the fact that they i feel like they sort of like gave me that gift in a way and eventually i I ended up liking it, obviously. Yeah. Um, But, and and for singing, I actually like, my first words were like singing, which is crazy. Like, I feel like my mom would also put these like VHS, again, aging myself, these like VHS tapes like called We Sing in. And um, I was into Barney and my first words were actually the Barney song, like the I Love You song. Oh, really? Which is like, (laughs) that's what, yeah. And so it's crazy. And she also put like my sister's older and, she always tells this story that like, I knew you were musical because she put us in kinder music, just like a music class yep. for kids. And right. we put our kids I in was that. like, probably I was a toddler, like, and, um, I wasn't in the class. I was too young to be in the class, but like, I was like sitting on my mom's lap and they were giving the kids like a B and no one was getting it. And she's like, you were like stomping perfectly or whatever, yeah. slapping perfectly like on the beat. And the teacher was like, whoa. So yeah. I don't know. I think it was just sort of like, it was ingrained, mm-hmm. but I think it was a combo of just like Absolutely. a natural thing, but also ingrained. No, so I, both. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that when I first came into music teaching, I almost sort of stubbornly believed that um, it was nurture because I, I felt that there's something kind of elitist and, sort of a little bit um like a, there's this fantasy of like oh he's a genius you know mm-hmm. i hate all that stuff mm-hmm. but you, i have discovered through the years of teaching that actually some people are just better at it from right yes for sh- especially yeah. like i teach singing and you know with pitch it's yeah. like <laughs> some people just they, they, like i i'm sure that like the suzuki training for my ear was super helpful like with pitch and yeah. um but like there are some kids and I'm just like, your child is gifted. And yeah. the parent is like, they are? Like, yeah. they're not musical at all. And it's just, it's really interesting. I love I love yeah. the parents that are like, just the opposite. And their kid's like, ah. And then mm. you're like, oh my God, listen to Johnny. He's I so know. spectacular. I'm like, literally, <laughs> what are you thinking? Right? And it's like, like claws on a chalkboard <laughs> I know. or something. <laughs> I'm like, how, I'm like, they must be really tone deaf. And then. Right. It's just like that. It just brings me back to like American Idol, like season one when Simon like... would be like, you are terrible. And I was like, <laughs> he's amazing. Like, yes, the people that are terrible should like not be pursuing yeah. it like for fun. But like, right. Not like, it's yeah. hard enough as I a profession, like, even if you're talented. I feel so. like Justin's back in the uh, in the booth, in the control booth there. Right. And I'm always talking about how great my son is playing drums. I feel like Justin's back there going, yeah, you're one of those parents. Your son sucks. <laughs> Steady. Oh, no, he's on our album. <laughs> yeah, he, he is on our album. <laughs> He is on our album. So How old is your son? I 18. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I told you I'm old. You're like, wow, I didn't, you seem young. I'm well preserved. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and never having a massage? Wow, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Hector's son, Gavin, um, we recorded it here actually because 
the way that our band is we have feet drums instead of like a, a, a drum kit mm-hmm. but that doesn't translate to the recording like at all because mm-hmm. it just ends up sounding like doo-ka, doo-ka, doo-ka. Mm-hmm. it sounds yeah. stupid on recording yeah. <laughs> so we had to get a uh, someone to drum it and then um, we had the bright idea of having Gavin do it yeah. and and he, he was great we recorded it all here I'm still actually mixing it at home then we wow. when we go to the studio we just bring in our drum tracks with us and recording over there yeah. nice yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun wow. yeah it's gonna be super fun so um you're in Philly. You've gone to your Suzuki lessons. Um, yeah. Did do, do you, do your parents listen to music themselves? Are they musical? Um, yeah. I mean, like, my mom never really had, like, lessons or anything growing up. But she could sort of, like, she can definitely sing, even though she doesn't really, like, pursue it. But yeah. she, like, has just, she's just naturally, like, good at it. And then um, my dad, you know, has had his lessons and everything. But they listen to, like, I feel like growing up. A lot of like Carol King in the car. Like we had right. a house in the Poconos, if you guys know what those yeah. are in Pennsylvania. Um, I've heard about them, but I don't even know very like, much about I've them. Been there. You've been there. It's yeah. It's, it's I don't it's know so how cheesy, to describe but it, it, but it's like just kind of like the great outdoors, and it's like I don't know. There's not a lot of people in the Poconos, yeah. right? Um, but it was it was nice to have that growing up, and um, yeah, absolutely. But so we would go there actually every weekend. We did like ski racing team. It was a whole thing. So we would drive cool. every weekend, like an hour and a half. And like in the car, I feel like it was just constantly the Carol King album, um, Tapestry, right. and like Neil Young randomly, right? Yeah. And then like I'm trying to think who else, but like those are the two big ones that I just remember over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but they For- never like pushed it on us, other than playing it in the car, or like yeah. Wanted us to like. I feel like I was super just into like Britney Spears. And, gotcha. Like, all of that, like yeah, the Spice Girls. Oh, and, really? Like, yeah, cool. You know, just Big like UK. as a kid, it looked really being little, like in kindergarten, and like I just was very like whatever's on the radio. Like yeah, that's yeah. what I was into, like trendy, you know, pop. So yeah, awesome. Just growing up, but so um, when you got a bit older, um. Were there, were there any musical artists that really sort of captured your sort of imagination? Who were you listening to when you were a teenager? Um, well, honestly, so I guess that's the interesting thing is like I feel like my musical taste is kind of all over the place because I do love like – well, now I love like the oldies. But I guess um, when I was like – when did like Nora Jones's – I don't – I think 20 years ago actually because yeah. she just re- re-released it. Right. So I remember like when that album come, came out like yeah. as a kid being like super into it and listening to it every night and it was yeah. just like so soothing to me and yeah. I was obsessed with her and – but at the same time I would listen to like the bubblegum like pop stuff. Sure. Um, but well, then – Nora Jones actually one of my students is um, – a big fan and um i've been listening to a bunch of it and i hadn't really before and i have yeah. to say i also like Nora Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like that album i'm just i just loved that album and, and it she didn't know it was gonna break like it did and yeah. it was just one of those like magical albums i don't know that and every song is different and it's like sometimes with jazz i get like bored of it but it's like yeah. not it's more jazz pop i guess you could yeah it's just it. got a bunch of like country type tunes too you yeah know, i don't know some newer so stuff she was big and then as i got i actually so my dad always claimed that he hated the beatles and i like right. never heard the beatles like growing up which i is feel crazy. like people just say that to be edgy <laughs> I, yeah I, I literally think that he but then he would play on the piano he would play uh like a beatles song but right. he'd be like 
oh no, he would name like the cover artist. And I'm like, but it's a Beatles song. Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> like the Beatles. Like he was just trying to be like different. Um, yeah. But it's a, a thing that goes around social media every six months or so is like, you know, Beatles hating memes. And then the, the, that whole conversation goes on in the comments. Everyone just, you know, back and forth about it. I, I think that the thing about the Beatles is even if you don't like them, you have to kind of accept that they're good. Right. You know I mean? Well, I th- he would be Joe Cocker. He'd be like, it's a Joe Cocker song. Like, I get right. by with a little help from my oh, friends. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's a Beatles song. Yeah, exactly. And I thought we were out there. <laughs> yeah, right. And so I don't I don't really, I haven't asked him about it in a while. We just kind of, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to let you do your thing over there. But think what you want. <laughs> but in high school, I like discovered the Beatles for the first time. Like, I, I remember hearing Blackbird and being like, what? is this yeah because i always thought the beatles was like old people lame music and (laughs) i was too cool and i would hear them on like now that's what i call hits the greatest oldies like commercials they'd play Mm -hmm. like yellow submarine and i was like that song is so cheesy like as a kid being like oh i hate that song and then when i heard like you know i'm trying to think other than blackbird but like all of (laughs) just so many of their other songs yeah I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that they're definitely a band for all seasons. You know, they've got so many different sort of periods and so many different songs and so many different styles. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously amazing. And and then as I got a little older, like Sarah Bareilles has always stuck with me as someone. I guess because I, in between when I was sort of like um, middle school, high school, I was big into musical theater. So I wasn't like songwriting until much later in my life. Right. Um, so what I kind of musical theater were you doing? Like show, like plays at school. Like I was right. like the lead cool. and the Sound of Music. I was Maria in the Sound of Music, oh, cool. and I was like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. Like all that kind of stuff. So I, I bet that I mean I know from sort of personal experience from doing a bit of that at school that it it a it's really fun and, yeah. and there's a whole sort of community of people yes. and you know yeah. you get to do all that sort of like backstage messing about yes. it's, like, it's so much fun. it was so much fun and also it gives you a lot it gives it gave me a you know quite a lot of confidence totally you know? yeah and even like the acting stuff and just getting in front of all those people and like the whole school it just i don't know but i also was really big into like acapella groups oh cool <laughs> And I like I did it for eight day. years, which really? is another wow. like four years in high school and four years in college. Oh wow! Um, and that was I will say I was lucky. Like I, I guess like I just always went to schools that like my parents sort of put me in these schools in Philly that like had good arts programs Great. and were like really musical. And so I feel like both of the schools that I went to growing up had like a lot of really talented kids that I got to sort of like harmonize with and like work with and so i guess i was used to like you know that environment yeah in way. that's like one of my <laughs> favorite things is harmonizing we're always yes. ha- we're always having that conversation like you know we're doing something and ben will be saying it and i just like jump in I'm like mm-hmm. i'm not like overstay he's like no man do it do it you yeah, know? yeah. yeah do harmonies it are like I literally and loop it like with ricky like that's why mm-hmm. so um, I guess I should say, like, people probably know who Ricky B is. Just yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if this is a, like a Florida podcast, he's Ricky just like, been around. From the Shake. Yeah. Shout out to Ricky. Yes. But <laughs> him and I are also in a duo and we play together sometimes when he's not doing his, he's super talented. He like does everything. But yeah. um, he does also like a solo live looping act. Yeah. And yeah. when I saw him do it for the first time, I was like, can I be in your act? 
It's I like, know, I don't even know him that well. And I was like, if you ever want someone else in your act, like it's me. <laughs> and <That's awesome. laughs> I just was like, I want to loop so much and like just like stack all these harmonies. And yeah. it's so like, then we did it. Yeah. It is fun. There's something really nice about um, harmonizing with other people as well. It's like a type of connection in a way. You know? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, it's, there's some something soulful something about yours, it. Yeah, some some feeling that you get when you're harmonizing with people. And I've always made I I think like throughout my life I've always made so many of my best friends like through music. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I don't know like, if I have any friends that are through. Music. <laughs> yeah, like it's just such a good way to connect. Like yeah. just with it, just fast connections. Like when there's an energy and just a vibe, it's like. Okay, and people that I never would have met otherwise, yeah. like so random that it's just yeah. like we come from so such different worlds, and absolutely, that's like my favorite. That's part all my about friends, it. <laughs> music musicians and artists. That's all my friends. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah. Hector is a uh, a chalk artist. Is a three D wow. chalk artist. One of the things, he, uh, just a general all purpose artist, but it, like also he does these three D um, amazing three D things on the ground. It's they're so cool. He's in a group called wow. Chalk Guys. Does it on his own too. Really? Wait, oh, yeah. are you gonna do like? The Lake Worth Chalk Festival. I've been doing it for. I just heard about that. Years, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. you're like you've lived I've here been, a while. Yeah, but that's where I discovered it, and then oh. I did it for, did it for probably ten years just there, and then wow. realized that there was other places that had festivals, and so I started going out to other festivals and started becoming a featured artist at some Whoa. of these festivals, and, and then yeah, now I just do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. Is like I feel like Florida is tiny, but at the same time, it has all this like secret arts and culture i don't know it just feels secret it to does. me where i'm like i live in lake worth now and it's like this tiny little lake worth is an arts and like an arts town and, and it's there's something magical about yeah, it yeah there's a yeah, there's a huge arts like arts culture in yeah. lake worth it's crazy and i didn't even know i just ended up there randomly and mm, i had yeah. no idea it was just like the cheapest thing that i could afford and <laughs> It yeah. just worked out. <laughs> so let's sort of work our way to you getting here. So you yes. you um <laughs> you went to college. <laughs> where, where did you go to college? Yes. Um. So I went to school in D.C. the George Washington University. Right. Um. And I actually had a singing scholarship to my school. So I did um a lot of. I still was doing like it was more classical music. So I was doing you know some of the musical theater, and we had a bunch of requirements for the scholarship. We had to be in. Sort of like ensembles and all I didn't major in music because at the time I was like ah, that's the irresponsible thing to do right. I need to major in like business and psychology gotcha, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, major in good sense and <laughs> yes <maths>. yeah I <laughs> minored I minored in it I minored in it but right. um yeah so at, like looking back I'm like oh man if I knew now like I don't know you know how you're just like what's the phrase like if you they're like if you could take your brain when you're old but then put it in like oh, yeah. your young Youth body is on the young, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm like it's probably i forgot the phrase but yeah i just um you know if i could go back i would i would probably you know major in music <laughs> i did a music degree but, i'm really glad i did yeah, it yeah i, I but, enjoyed it i mean do i necessarily need to know about um how to uh write a Haydn style string quartet not necessarily yeah. but by the same token I do still use things from it for sure it yeah. made my piano playing a lot better yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah well, that's but, cool though so, yeah, you, so yeah, I, you did your degree even though I like I did that degree but I honestly was in music all the time like even though I wasn't majoring in it like 
because the the scholarship and everything, like all my friends were in music. I was in the acapella group. Like that was my social life. So we like had like pitch parties. Or... Yeah, it, literally. Like <laughs> we like all watched pitch per- like the movie together, that, and we're like, like oh adorable. my god, like drinking. That's like, a guilty yeah. pleasure of mine. I love that. That I love, was I love like all of them. kind of like, I feel like that was life. Yeah, no, it was really real. And so I just did so. I was doing music like all the time, even though, um, you know, I didn't major, but I never had tried songwriting like ever it just never like occurred to me which is sounds weird but i also had one i didn't play an instrument so i played that suzuki piano growing up and then when i got to like eighth grade i went to a new high school and you had to play sports they required you to play like sport every season and i just like didn't have time to practice so i just was like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not horrible but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself good. Gotcha. <laughs> but they just sort of made you do it regardless. Yeah, of, they right. made you do it. And so, um, yeah, I I didn't like touch a piano for, yeah, all of high school and all of college, which oh, is wow. crazy. And so, like, I was just singing all the time. And then um, once I graduated and I decided to go into, like, the healthcare field and, like, do the nine-to-five thing, and I was basically just sort of like really I was just realizing that I was depressed because I wasn't doing music anymore yeah and I had been doing so much music and I just I don't know like I've still felt like it wasn't enough even to just like do the job and like do it sometimes at night or after work yeah I just it's difficult to get the energy too if you're really into it and you yeah, want to do it a lot you know but you right. get home from work you're exhausted I remember actually I would get up like before work at like 6.30 and like do like singing exercises and like right, yeah. try wow. to like do and I was just like this is terrible like I need more time and I um, yeah and that's at that point I actually got a keyboard and I was like let me try to just play piano again like I don't really it has been years but I got it and I just was like, it came right back to me. Cause yeah, I excellent. feel like when you just, when you're so young, you yeah. know, it's sort of just like in your fingers, kind it's of. Mus- muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I was like messing around in my apartment, just like kind of depressed. <laughs> and then I like started writing music yeah, just randomly. Cool. And that, then when I was like, wait, like I can write my own songs. This is the best feeling in the world. Then I was like, all right, I'm quitting this job thing. And, going to figure it out like I I don't know I just because I liked to sing and I loved to sing and it was a passion but like it never did it for me is like singing other people's stuff yeah. as much as like once the, the being the creator and yeah. writing the songs like was the thing that just well you really get to into it <laughs> aim, aim it exactly where you want you know say yeah, what you want to say and how like just emotionally healing it can be too oh just, absolutely so yeah that got me yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, all of my songs are very personal like that, and it, and it's definitely, you know, I I just showed uh, Hector some lyrics from a song I just Oof. wrote, and it, it's really I just get it all out there, mm-hmm. you know. I don't necessarily play them all to other people. Same, and, you same, know, but, same. I know. I wrote one the other day, and I just like sent it to one friend. And I was like, "You are the only person that will ever hear this song." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But like, I'm gonna share it with you because it's just really personal. But um, yeah. maybe one day I'll change my mind. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah. So yeah, some people <laughs> have got to die before I can play a few of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, played at the funerals. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I remember. I don't know how I did this. I remember like I don't know maybe 
a few years ago, like being at a bar and like my ex being there and like all the songs were like about him <laughs> and he like knew it and it was so awkward and there were like five people there oh, man. and I was just like staring at him and I was like, how am I doing this right now? But <laughs> yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift does it all the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Exactly. I mean, she has the world watching her. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I hear that sometimes when you get those strange out-of-body experiences at gigs where you're you're doing it, but you're thinking about something completely mm-hmm. else and you almost feel like separate from the, mm-hmm. what's happening. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like any musician, like when you do it professionally, which is what we all do, like it's you're doing so many gigs like all the time. Like I have to sometimes, you know, like motivate myself to be like, okay, like be present at this, yeah. like not you know thinking about something else especially when you're like the background like it's different when you're doing like the cover gigs and your people are like eating and you're just the background you're like okay whatever no exactly yeah (laughs) yeah i can i have been known to zone out yes we get we get uh we've we've had a couple of gigs in the not too distant past where i get because i get frustrated like I get frustrated very easily (laughs) (laughs) and we we're you know we'll be playing in the room and and Nobody's paying attention to us. Like, oh like yeah! Nobody. Oh, that happens so much. When people pay attention, I'm like, "You guys are paying attention!" Like, this right. is I like make a joke about it when they clap. I'm like, "Whoa!" Uh, yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm normally my normal life is go go go. You know, twenty four yes. seven and barely any sleep and etc. Mm. And so when we get to a gig and it's just like, well, nobody's paying attention. You so must now, be bored. Kind so of. Yeah, yeah, I get bored and we start Me phoning too. it in, and it's like I get bored and we start like. You know, like one song, one slow song leads to the next slow song. Yeah. There's no point in killing yourself and playing these crazy songs because nobody's listening anyway. Right. And I get frustrated. I'm like, Ben, play something peppy. And he's like, nobody's listening. And uh, I'm like, yeah. play something peppy. I'm falling asleep. Yeah. I do that too. And I literally, I'm like, money, money, money. In my head, I'm like, you're making money. This is not about like, yeah. you have to sort of like talk to your brain in that way. And yeah, Ricky I and I, when we were playing, had this similar, there was this one place and they just had no one it was a new place and we were just playing to like an empty room but we, right. we were like they're paying us good money yeah. for this you so know um, practice that, that reminds me of something i was thinking about um at a gig recently where someone came over to me um and it was a it was a brunch gig that mm-hmm. i was doing for the money yeah. and um and and she came over to me and she wanted to sort of talk music industry and she was like we'll get you out there don't mm-hmm. worry and i didn't want to tell her like i didn't want to be like well i i I know what this is. I'm playing right. for some people for brunch. Like this isn't, I'm not pinning my hopes and dreams on this right. game. <laughs> you know, because yes. like, I kind of get, you, the, sometimes I think people have the feeling that, you know, this is, this is your like main thing and you're, yes. you're here to make it, you know, they want to come and talk to you about like, you know, the, your, your career and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you know, I'm just, <laughs> oh my God, I'm just like that's... singing the brown eyed girl for right. it. You know, no, it's fine. I get that <laughs> so much. I can so, so relate to that. And people yeah. all the time and they're just like, I'm going to help you out. And I was like, I don't want to be cynical, but like, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, I know, and I don't know. And, and two, just, off that thought they're like you should try out for like american idol or the voice that's like the, the only response that, and i'm yep. just like okay i'm like yeah sure and like, I ha- I'm like i have tried out for them like i don't know yeah. there's yeah. The, the classic one of those is um is uh people who always used to say to us in the uk you should put that in the charts it's oh like, my god oh, yeah. yeah thanks yeah oh yeah that'd be really <laughs> easy let me just get my pocket out and, yeah uh, yeah throw it, like <laughs> yeah that's so so how like how often are you gigging now are you i mean is this um it's a little bit slower during the summer but 
there are some weeks where it was like four or five times a week. And then I would say now like two or three. But this is um, like, this is what you do. Like this just, is what I do. I mean, just... so gigging and then, well, mostly cover gigs right now. The right. dream is originals, <sighs> right. but um, cover gigs. And then I teach singing lessons. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I also teach meditation. So, but like the the bulk of my money, I would say, is the cover yeah. gigs, right on. Um, yeah. Which so that's like two between two and four. You were saying, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I will say, like, even though they can be annoying, which we all know, like I feel grateful coming from. I was living in L.A. before this. Yeah. There, I there is not opportunity there yep. for that kind of stuff, and yeah. I was waitressing there. So, yeah. like the fact that I can walk in and get yeah. a free meal in I'm a lot saying. of these places and sing, and I just tell myself like this is practice. Like I play to empty rooms yeah. sometimes, and yeah, we all so do. So yeah. I try to just sort of when I get in those modes of like this is annoying, <laughs> um, to remember like how far I've come, sort of. Well, Absolutely. but that's the, that's the flip side of of you know what I was saying earlier. Like I play in the empty rooms and stuff, and, and you kind of touched on it now. Is you know. Florida's this hidden gem and and w- which is a huge part of why we even started the podcast you know yeah. Ben came to me and said you know there, there's all this talent nobody knows yeah. and so we started this podcast um and that's the thing like there's there's just so much talent here in Florida and it it's just and so much opportunity. Yes, so and so much, much opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. That's that, the thing. It's, it's huge I mean, the, the yeah. community, like the over 55 communities even. And yeah. now I'm starting to get hooked up with a couple like agencies because it's those are like yeah. higher paying even more. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm just like, this is crazy. Like I don't feel stressed about money that much, I like which saying, is yeah. like insane because I just living in – a city where it's so saturated like there's talent here but then like a nashville or an la yeah where like nashville i think they are playing for tips and yeah, these are. other places where it's like i don't want to be a starving artist i want to be an artist yeah. like no I, I hear that you don't have loud to be starving like, totally and it, you know i always say that to people who, who say you know will say to me oh you should move to nashville or you should yeah. move to la or something i'm like um yeah but you don't understand I make a living as a musician yes. and I'm not poor. Right. I'm not by any means rich, yes. but I'm not poor yeah. either. You know? yeah. And like, I'm, wor- I'm a working musician. Yes. You know I mean? <laughs> which which I'm, I'm proud of and very happy about. Yeah. You know? And that's where, like, actually, so the song that I, well, <laughs> I'm going to play or, yeah, um, played, going to play. Anyway, um, the song Dreams um, is, like, sort of about that. It's about me going to LA and like having this idea in my head of like what it was going to be to like be in this music city and like trying to make it and then realizing like your dreams can change and that's okay and you don't have to be like the star you know like this pop star to make it in music and like as I did it more and more I was like you know for me the dream is honestly like yeah, making a good living, doing yeah. my music and like going on tour and being yeah. able to do these things and have the community. Yeah. Like the community of artists is like as I do this more and more, realize like what drives me. Yeah. And um it's about the people for me, yeah, like yeah. so much. And absolutely. Um, something that I um am impressed with you of and it's something that I sort of v- think is that I value and and also um, that I try and do is the fact that you figured out that 
how to diversify in music mm-hmm. and make money through numerous ways, you know, because I do the same thing. And I, and I think that that's really how to do it. And um, there was something that you were telling me about um, that you were doing when uh, in, in the pandemic and you still do occasionally this called Sound Better. What's mm-hmm. that all about? Yes. So it is a website that anyone can join. Any musicians listening, check it out. Um, I'm not promoting them or anything. I'm not paid to do this. But um, yeah, I just it's essentially a, a, a website where anyone can anyone who is a musician that's looking for specifically for recording. So um you know, if you like there are a lot of producers on there basically that had tracks and they'd be looking for like singers to either write a melody and sing on it. I mean, I think there are also musicians who are looking for producers, basically yeah. any musician looking for for work, someone, for, yeah. for someone to hire, yeah, essentially their work. Right. Um, so basically and it's an online platform. And um, so you can like search for jobs on there and um what happened to me it was like you make a profile and you put some samples and photos and write a little bit about yourself and then um during covid like i didn't get any hits on it because i wasn't there are people that were like on the top of the page and there's a lot of people on there then because of the pandemic all the studios were closing i started just getting like random messages on there and I started doing jobs. And then the more jobs I did, the more jobs I was getting. Right. Because um, the algorithm, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And so. The algorithm. Exactly. The algorithm. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, um, it, it's a really cool way for someone that has like, I just, I have my little studio mic at home and my interface and stuff. And um, I was making good money on there during COVID just like from my bedroom recording which was really cool that's awesome so something i was thinking about um which i wanted to ask you is what is there anything about la that you miss like is it in terms of the uh the fact that there is so much talent there and and there's there's so much opportunity there albeit that it's saturated is do you is is there anything about it that you that you miss now you've moved to florida um so it's actually funny. L.A. in general, I just feel like wasn't my vibe. Like right. the whole time I was there, I was there for a, like a year and a half. Um, so I guess as long as I've been here. And yeah. like I feel like I kept trying to make it work and like yeah. meet my people. And I just like, wasn't I had a, a couple of cool friends, but like it just wasn't it just didn't feel right. Like in my gut. Right. And even before I moved there, I had a good deal. But I went to visit and I was like, I wasn't feeling it. Like yeah. I just. And even the people, it's like, you know, everyone says there's like a lot of fake people and stuff. And I'm like, it is true. Like there's, it's a sea of people to get through and you can find genuine people. But I found that, so I had never been to Nashville. So yeah. I lived in LA. I don't really miss LA um, at all. But right. then when I went, I did, went to Nashville for the first time. I was like, oh, this is like, what you to were, me, yeah. what I was like looking for in LA right. that when you talk about a music city yeah. where it was like people just felt more down to earth and more just open and music just wanting everywhere. to collaborate. And yeah. like, I it was just the vibe that felt more right for me. And yeah, so cool. not to like hate everyone on LA and everyone that's there, but just it's a fairly common theme on this podcast. We're worried about it too much. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so and and like a lot of the venues in LA were like pay to play and I'm like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Um Yeah. So I but so when I went to Nashville, I do sometimes like in my mind I'm like 
oh, like, think about going there, even though I do really love Florida, just because it's like, like you're saying, um, like, just the accessibility of, like, yeah. having, it's like all the best people from their small towns right. like, go there. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's good and bad, because... I, I just went there recently, actually, with Ricky, like a few months ago. Oh, you went with Ricky? Yeah, right, right. yeah. We played a show. Went, like, oh, sick. Um, okay. Yeah. And we, like, I had the best time ever. And I yeah. met, like, so many really crazy, talented people. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is so great. And these people are so amazing. And, like, they want to play with me. And it was just, like, such inspiration. Oh, but, cool. But then, at the same time, I was like... All of, a lot of them were just like bartenders and like doing, yeah. and so it was like I don't know though. But I Florida is sunny and I love the beach and like yeah, yeah. There's and there is talent here. It's a funny it's thing just, because it's it's with with Florida, it's not it's somewhere in between because yeah. it's because it's not like a a small sort of town, sort of nothing place. Right. But it's not like this this hub either. This it's so, it's yeah. sort of like, it's yeah. sort of in this gray area. Right. You know? And I do feel like the longer I'm here, I will just start even like meeting you guys. Like just, because yeah. I've been craving like going to Nashville and then coming back. I was like, oh man, like I want more of that community like here, yeah. which I've only been here like a year yeah. and some. So it's, and I've yeah, you got us now. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but I just yeah. So and and also I was when I first moved here. I will say I was focusing a lot on wellness stuff. Yeah. Um. So I was like doing um. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a certified meditation teacher, and I was yeah. actually like, I, I think COVID and like being in LA sort of like turned me off from music, to be honest. Right, and right. I sort of like took a little break from it for a bit, like, um like after I during COVID I was I left LA went back home to Philly and was like what now and yeah. <laughs> it, it's a long story and it's too long of a story actually right, right. there was a Nashville visit in between there um but anyway so I had I was like sort of just like I have these passions and I was exploring that for a bit yeah. um but then once I I became re-inspired coming here because I was yeah. like oh my god like I can make money doing the music thing because I just like, didn't really think it was possible. I was yeah. like, I don't. When and I first moved here from Manchester in England, I was like, oh, oh God, I can. So I just, I can do this here. Like, yeah. it's just not even, a, it w- not a thing. Yeah, I'm it from. like blew my mind. I don't know. I have no idea what the like England music scene is like. The England music <laughs> scene is good, but it's kind of like that big city vibe, mm. like everywhere. Mm. So it's, there's not, it, the the play you know getting a, that the kind of gray area that florida has where you can play a bunch of original tunes and and mm. make money as a band so make make money ostensibly as a cover band but with your own music and then do original shows that mm. kind of paradigm is a trick is a tricky one in england it, it doesn't they're not really the same you know yeah, I I didn't know anything about it. That's why I wanted to ask you. Yeah, um, I know there's a lot of really talented, some of my favorite people. From yeah, there's there, tons <laughs> of music, and in terms yeah. of original shows, there's that going on all over the place all yeah. the time. And there is a there's a lively music scene. It's just this kind of comfortable living that you can make mm. is, is not really there. Right, yeah. and I I find that like the people here too are just like more down to earth like the like the talented people that I do meet like yeah. as opposed to like in LA where I really did feel like 
like people would like look at my Instagram and be like, oh, you only have this many followers. Like, I don't want to work with you. Like Like, the fame business. Like without even like getting to know me or whatever, you know? So, which I don't know. So it's been good so far. (laughs) Do you have a writing process? Um, kind of. (laughs) So I guess like, this is, I feel like a common answer, just voice memos. Like I, I get an idea. It depends. Songs are different. So I will either um, sit down at the piano and just like start playing chords. And then the chords that I feel like I like, then I will come up with a melody and start humming something. And then like the words, just like, like one word will just like fly out of the sky and just kind of fall in there. Yeah. So that's, that was like my way for a while. Um, just my process, sit at the piano and just see what comes out. And usually things would come out. Um, and I feel like that is sort of in a way, like it's just like a magical experience like that. It feels like, uh, I don't know how to (laughs) like, yeah, it's, it's just like nothing else. Unless you're a songwriter, you can't really... It does feel like magic, where it's like, are these words my words? Like, where is yeah. this coming from? And that's what I love about Especially it. Especially when you really hit a deep vein. Sometimes, you know, that that, that happens to be relatively recently with a song wrote by my grandmother she, when she was passing. And, and, mm. and yeah, sometimes you feel like you've been struck by a lightning bolt a little bit. Or like you're channeling something yeah, from yeah. somewhere else, which yeah. might sound super hippy-dippy of me. But, no, um, <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that sometimes. Yeah, so that's, but, so that's like, I guess, the main process. But I also sometimes just get random melodies in my head and record them on voice memo. And yeah. then, you know, um, obviously with with the actually from sound better that website i was talking about earlier like i've been more recently like getting tracks from producers and it's cool because like the melody's already there or not the melody but the chords are already there so um and that's been cool because it's really helped me to like step out of my danielle genre box yeah sure and then like do something like edm and something that i feel like i never would have written this style on my own just me yeah so like it's a collaboration and that's why i love co-writes too yeah this is i listened to a bit of the tune you did with the cacti guys uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. that's cool awesome. yeah, yeah yeah well i will say i didn't actually write that one that was just vocals right. but there are other ones um that well I don't know if I'll release them. I think we're going to try to do some sync stuff for okay, that. Okay, nice. But that's another huge thing that yeah. I feel like not all artists know about it. And it's a really, like when I discovered putting sync, which is essentially like getting your music in movies and TV yeah, um, and how much money you can make from that. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Oh, it's stupid money. Like, um, yeah. So if you can like find those connections, um, and I guess maybe that is why people would go to LA because there's a lot of movies there. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, that to me is like such a cool thing. Absolutely. And it is about <clears throat> contacts that for sure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because I was, when I was living there, I was like, I don't understand. How do these people get in movies and TV? And then I realized I actually started making contacts. I was like, oh, it's literally just about who you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Got it. There's nothing can, you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With sync though, can you can you not can you not put a song on sync that's been released? Like or um, or is it like is Honestly, it... I'm still learning about it. Like this one guy that I started working with who's like has those connections yeah. and we started writing together. You can't. Like do he stuff that's he yeah. sort of described it as like 
they will we're, we're not able to so maybe that's like his specific you can because i've yeah. seen artists do that sure yeah. but i think um maybe he's thinking like we would sell it for this commercial so right, i don't really yeah, know yeah. so I, it's kind of like learning. exclusive yeah it makes it's maybe exclusive yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it depends on the deal but you totally can release yeah. that. my brother makes music for um commercials and and stuff like that for TV in India, which is quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, he does a lot of that. Um, he did like Volvo commercials and things like that. And he'll like write the whole song with his friend. And it's wow. pretty neat. He does a bunch of that. The only thing about it, like, is I know that there are certain ways, like, they companies will send out, like, write a song that sounds like this um, in this time and with this kind of beat. And then, like, a million people submit. That's one way to, and I don't think i recommend everyone that i've heard from that does it that way says it's like you know Brutal. it's terrible and it's so hard to get that yeah. spot that one spot yeah exactly yeah. what so, they want because half the time they don't even know what they want yeah That's just throwing that out there in case yeah, yeah. in case anyone's like going down that route there's a lot of it, companies you that, can find people yeah. who know what they don't want and they yes. pretty much don't want everything. Yeah. You, you try and get it almost it. feels like I always said I would never be an actor. And I don't know how actors do it where like and like living in L.A. Like where you you have to you can't create the opportunity for yourself. Like you have to be chosen. In right. A way. Yeah, yeah. And it's like with us, we can create our own tours and yeah. we can create our own music and put it out and be yeah. independent. And yep. still there's a possibility of being successful. Yeah. And. I hate like leaving my future up to this person in the in the room that one day that's like just judging you. It just seems no. I feel that that freedom <laughs> that you get from being your own boss and and uh, and the also the freedom that there is this possibility of it's re- really. But if you're if you're a kind of a DIY musician, mm-hmm. you're you're as successful as the work you put in mm-hmm. and the quality of your product. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a double edged sword, though. I mean, you know, everybody talks about how how accessible everything is now. You know, with recording uh, software and the internet and everything, mm-hmm. and everything's just so accessible. But because it's so accessible, exactly. there ev- everybody who everybody who thinks they're a musician is yeah. now in the arena. It's not just right. You know, right. Uh, yes, I make that point all the time. That like Spotify, anyone who thinks those people we talked about earlier who are like yeah. singing yeah, off key, yeah. they can put their album out now. So yeah. There's so, the sea of stuff to go through I to be know. like, where? How do I find the good stuff? Talking yeah. of Spotify, we just got our. our Blue check mark on the Kilberly <gasps> thing. Woo! Pretty chuffed about that. That's I'm working on that. I'm like, Hang. yeah, we got it like two days ago. I was just looking at it. I was like, Hang on a minute, it's on there. Yes, <laughs> okay, I'm literally gonna go follow you guys like right after this. Yeah, so. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the other question that I like to ask people is, do you practice? Um. Do I practice? There's no right. Honestly, right trying to think. Not really that much. I think of those gigs as the practice. Yeah. Like yeah, if okay. I'm doing four or five gigs a week, that is, I'm doing the same stuff over and over again. Like, sure. To me. And okay, I pra- I will practice, I guess, if it's like something I really care about or like an original music gig, like that, you know, then I would put, like, okay, what's the set list going to be? I do practice for those. Right. Um, and yeah, but. I'm just trying to think. And I would say, like, I think songwriting is practice. Like, it's that's my practice. practice. Like, yeah. sort of, because that's where I sit and 
like writing lyrics is has always been the hardest part of songwriting for me. Yeah. And so like Yeah, me too, Connie. Yeah. I have like I've been trying to just get more serious and like read more like books. Like they have a lot of different books about like how to the the big one is writing better lyrics. Right. It's one big one that I know like a lot of the Berkeley people use and um right. it's uh it has a lot of tips in there. So it feels like homework. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like as writers, um, it's like you never, you just made yourself have homework for the rest of your life. Yeah, like, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that's hilarious. I don't know. So I'll tell you what, I think that now would be a good time, um, seeing as we're talking about you writing your songs, for you to play us a couple of your songs. Does that sound good? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. 
tried to say goodbye Cut myself off Gave someone else a chance But it just felt so wrong Kept kissing other people But still seeing your face And feel your heart a golden honey Even though you're miles away Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US One, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow; you can't miss it with the handlebars on on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year. R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month, if you're interested in that kind of thing. It's just an all-inclusive, any any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey the chef does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's 
definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Sequesta. And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it. And um, I was a part of helping set the place up. And I'm... Um, I'm a huge fan and you should, anyone who is interested in biker bars or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years it's a it's an old thing that um they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and uh, just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah jim the owner is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast so thank you very very much for that jim they also do a poker night in there all sorts of things going on at oasis root carver bar and we are also sponsored by Live Music Community. If you don't know about Live Music Community, Live Music Community is in Palm Beach Gardens on the corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It is the studio that we are doing our uh, podcast out of. It is a first and foremost a, a music school, mostly for kids. Uh, although you guys do have a, an adult program now, I believe. Yeah, which I yeah. run on Monday yeah, nights. There you go. And um, but uh, live music community, um, it, it, you know, it's a it's a music school. It's a, a music venue or a music uh, recording studio, um, a podcast studio. Um, there's a green screen here. Um, and and uh, the best part about it is is just the way they teach the students. They don't just teach the lessons. They take the students. They put them together in, in band situations um, and not just random band situations where they're popping around from band to band. But basically they, they put them together with kids with uh, like interests and like levels of skill. Um, they form these bands. These kids learn how to, um, you know, how to how to work with each other in the bands. How to work through situations. How to work through um, problems and things like that. How to write music, and and basically all the things that a band goes through. So that it's not just about learning the music and learning how to play. It's also how to how to be in the situation and how to collaborate and, and be in a band situation. And so that being said, one of their uh, one of their bands, um, which has the absolute best band name on the planet, it's the Fire Breathing Rubber. Duckies. They are playing at uh, with Rough Shot, opening up for Rough Shot at the Fish Depot. Um, I believe the Fish Depot is in Delray Beach. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, they will be playing uh, this. This. Uh, it's in Boynton Beach. Boynton Beach. Oh, my, my mistake. Boynton <laughs> Beach. Um, they're playing this weekend, the uh, the twenty fourth, and uh, they will be playing at five p.m. Opening up for Rough Shot. So, um, if you want to see what live music community is all about, and you want to see uh, some of their some of the kids in action, come out and see Fire Breathing Rubber Duckies. This weekend. That's right. really really awesome. Um, <laughs> I teach one of the kids lyric who's in the band and what. For a little short period, I was I was also uh, the the leader when they were doing their um, their rehearsals. So um, it's great to see them doing well. They they have fantastic merchandise. Like you should see the t shirts. Oh yeah, it is a fire breathing rubber ducky. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Like quite literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were involved in design that a little bit, weren't you? A L- little bit. I yeah, think yeah. Uh, I think Justin Justin started putting it together, and then I did a little Photoshop work on it, and then we got some shirts made up for them. But I think now they've got shirts and stickers and embroidered hats, hats and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah these kids are like on fire yeah <laughs> no pun intended and that's something that um is part of the way that we teach the kids here it's not just um sort of have them play a bunch of covers it's you know why don't you write a song why don't you make merchandise for your band and then all sorts of different things like what could go wrong at a gig you know that we we, we try and make them yeah. a, all all round um musician and able to work with each other and we want to be at it so that they could independently be a band you know yeah independently of lmc which is really uh the goal is to is, is to get them into a position where they know how to do it themselves yeah no it's it's an amazing program i mean speaking from experience my son went here from the time he was like 10 until just recently and um you know one of, one of the most amazing things you know, aside from him being a, a, just a fantastic drummer, is how calm and cool and collected he is in crazy situations. I mean, he could be yeah. playing the drums and something could go completely awry, and he just takes it in stride like like nothing even happened. Yeah, he's so calm about it, and that that is taught. You know that that is instilled and taught here at LMC as part of you know as part of the program. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes. And Justin is a a great teacher justin's the owner here and uh, you know i I can't say enough nice things about the the way that he deals with the kids here he's a a mentor and just guides them through it and uh, you know i have a great amount of respect for the way he teaches there yeah so live music community uh it's on the again on the corner of north lake and military trail in palm beach gardens uh come check it out and and uh you know go support uh fire breathing rubber duckies this weekend absolutely so those are some Beautiful songs that you just played us. Um, but before we talk about them, could you do you have any advice that you would give? Seeing as we we're talking about LMC, um, mm-hmm. do you have any advice that you would give a young musician, sort of you know, starting to head head out into the world? Yes. <laughs> um, Don't do it. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I would say definitely like learning as much as you can how to do things yourself (laughs) Um, just because, you know, saving money is key. And so I used to be really like resistant to that too. Actually, it was only even more recently, like during COVID that I started accompanying myself um, because I was like, I don't want to and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to make my own business car. I was like a little bit of a diva maybe, but as, as you get out there and you realize you have to be a business person. Yeah. Um, you really do. And so the more like business skills you have, and that's another thing, just being a business person and being yeah. business minded yeah. and really taking yourself seriously as a business and, you know, creating that bank account for your music specifically. And I also do believe in like, 
guess you could call it manifesting in a way. So like what I think of manifesting as is like what you put your energy towards, like you're going to get it back in that way. So if you think of yourself as a business and you want financial abundance, then, um, you know, you have to put those steps in place. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the sort of other end of that being is if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel, yeah, it's it's sort of like, yeah, when you want to take it the, to the next, if you want to do it for fun, that's one thing. But yeah. if you want to be a professional, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, just getting, getting all those things. And I, I'm always, I feel like myself, even just seeing how can I like up my, business game and like yeah. even at performances like i used to have a small sign yeah. and now i'm like okay it's a little more money but i'm going to invest the more money in like that tall sign oh, with cool. the qr code yeah like, there you go because you have to think about just those little things like actually matter yeah. too yeah, they do make a difference um, you got to get all of your fire breathing rubber ducks in a row yeah. yeah and that's amazing like when you were talking about how you teach kids those things about like having merch and like how because that that can go a long way like selling merch at shows you can go from you know just being paid by the venue to getting all this extra income yeah um so the fact that you guys teach the kids that is amazing yeah like i just had to learn that myself and like (laughs) common sense i know i (laughs) i'm always saying to justin when i'm watching people practicing here i'll be sitting next to him in the control room we're looking through the window and i start shaking my head and just saying like imagine we had this when we were young you know Mm -hmm. oh man and ricky said that one time He, he made a comment about how you know if if LMC was around when he was younger, like, you know, where would he be now compared to where he right. is? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's so, for me, it was just so much like trial and error and learn as I, yep. as I go. And I feel like it's, you can't think of it as wasted time yeah. or yeah. failure because you learn from all of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I was a real stubborn kid though. I had to learn the hard way. I, I, I refused <laughs> to believe that anything anyone told me was true mm, when I was younger. Mm, <laughs> I was one of those stubborn kind of, adult. What are you talking about? <laughs> I get like that sometimes. It's like I want it to come from me. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just don't want to be told. I guess always like what to do. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're all musicians. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, well, yeah. we're rebels. Um, but well, I, yeah, go on. Go I on. was gonna say like the the other thing which like I just thought of, which because you guys were talking about live music community is like having community, <laughs> like yeah. as a musician. So and like accountability. So like that is has what is what's like gotten me through when I'm like, do I still want to do this? Because that's a question that. I feel like people don't talk about because on Instagram they make it look like their lives are so amazing and music. But like I, I do have to reassess like sometimes (laughs) like, is this still what I want to be doing? Cause it's not the typical road and financially it can be challenging, but having like people, friends who also are in it to lean on and keep each other accountable. And when you get stuck is like, everything yeah I think, for me personally no, i couldn't agree more yeah no, absolutely couldn't agree more yeah, um okay. i love those songs that you played uh, and um could you tell us a little bit about them yeah yeah so um dreams the first one is kind of how i talked about before a little bit but um basically the general message is sort of i think it's meant for all those like dreamers and musicians out there like that's who i want to sort of (laughs) reach um and just that like just because you have an idea in your head of like what your life should look like or what your dreams should be um 
doesn't mean your life if the, if that doesn't happen for you like the way you had it in your head it doesn't mean that your life can't be amazing and your dreams can change and um just be open to like to <laughs> kind of dreams changing and new dreams yeah. because some of the best opportunities I've gotten and things have been and just the best things in my life have been things that I couldn't have imagined yeah. in my mind <laughs> like even happening like I didn't yeah, know yeah. they existed you know sure yeah um, so that's that theme. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and, and for, on a personal level, it was sort of just about, if you listen to the lyrics, sort of me going out to LA and, um, there's a part, um, looking my way, but they'd never quite see the sinners and takers. They just want a piece. Like right. all those people, like, oh, I'm going to make you famous and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, um, just sort of like the fakeness out there. And yep. I'm like, well, you know, you don't even deserve me, <laughs> sort of, in a way. I don't know. But so that's that's that one. And then um, the second one is kind of self-explanatory. It's just <laughs> a love song yeah, and a breakup song. And yeah. so not wanting to let go of someone. So, yeah, yeah painful breakups. <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing them. It's, um, you're a beautiful singer Thank and you. and it was it's really an honor to have you in the studio and um it just worked out really well because um you know we asked you relatively last minute and and um because i had made a, a mistake and literally not booked anyone like an idiot <laughs> so um we asked you last minute and and, and thank luckily for us you got such an amazing guest so thank Aww, you so thank much you. for doing it um yeah so what have you got in, coming up in the future Yes. Um, so I'm actually super excited that I'm finally going to be releasing original music again. It's been a while. Um, so my first new, I guess it's not my first single, but it's been four years. So I'm going to call it my first single of this new era. Um, it comes out in not this Friday, but the next. I think it's July 29th, I want to say. Okay. So, um, yeah, so look out for that. It'll just be... Um, It'll be on everywhere you can stream music. Sure. And um, you can, and I'm after that, I'm going to be releasing more and more um, singles. And I also have an album of like meditation music coming out. It's a totally That's different awesome. vibe um, under a different name. So I would say just you can follow me on Instagram. Yeah. For, that's where like a lot of the updates will be. What's your meditation music name? Um, it's similar to mine. It's just. Um, Rather than Danielle Santilli, it's just D Santilli. Gotcha. So D E E. Because I just, I don't know. I actually didn't want to use my name, but then a lot of the names were taken. It's sort okay, of gotcha. a tricky thing. So I was like, okay, I'll kind of use it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's just shortening. Got it. Um, yeah. But you can just find me on my Instagram, is literally just my name, Danielle, but with a dot. So Danielle dot Santilli. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we already talked about what we've got coming up, didn't we? Tons and tons and tons of travel sure. and driving and eating bad food. And <laughs> I don't know what else. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get some tour massages as well. No, let's, not get, let's not get crazy, man. <laughs> you guys, like, honestly, I found the best um, massage therapist I've ever had. I'm really into massages here, right in Delaware. I've, I've, I love massages. It's like one of my... 
like guilty pleasures of Excellent. life and yeah, yeah. i feel like i've gotten massages and like tried them out in like all these different places and right. the best ones i ever found were in delray so no good to know i'll give you right. their their names are i'll just say it i'll advertise them on here because yeah, i love yeah. them so much it's two heel body work is what all they're right. called okay so shout out amazing. to those guys shout yeah. out <laughs> i love them so much i actually went there today that's so, awesome. Yeah. Maybe we should t- change this into a massage podcast because then we get all free massages. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so smart. Oh, my God. I love how you say massage. Yeah, I know. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you say massage. I say I massage. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you first said it, I, I was like, wait, what is he talking about? I put the about? emphasis on the uh-huh. different syllable. Yeah. Slabble. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, thank you. So much for coming on. Yeah, thank An you very much. absolute delight and a really good, wonderful musician. And I can't wait to come out and watch you play sometime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all right. I, Every, I everybody, nice. Yeah, everybody out there, uh, the usual, um, 561music.com is our, is our website. Um, there's a donate button on there if you want to... Um, if you want to donate, obviously, um, if you want to sponsor the, the podcast, uh, there's a form on there you can fill out as well. Um, all the episodes are on there. Um, you can stream the episodes on any, uh, um, podcast streaming platforms. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, and, uh, and if you are watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe. There's a subscribe button up in the corner. Um, it's been there since, uh, the beginning of the episode. There's one up in the top left corner. And one in the bottom left corner, um, but please like and subscribe. Uh, it's huge for us. If we can get to a thousand subscribers, we can monetize the YouTube channel, and that is huge for us. Um, anybody who's been listening to the podcast, you know, knows that this isn't about making money for me and Ben. That we've been reinvesting the stuff, and and it's all about it's all it's all about the original mission of the podcast, which is you know getting the local um, getting local musicians out here known and and, yeah. and expo- you know give, right. giving, getting them some exposure a bit of visibility and, Absolutely. and just making the musical landscape out yeah. here a little bit more interesting for musicians yeah. something different to do you know like yeah. that, you know and anybody who's been around long enough to you know listen to the podcast knows that we did um when we hit our one year anniversary with the podcast we did a music festival and um and that was huge it was huge success everybody had a great time um, and so we would like to do that again, but Absolutely. to do that, it takes lots and lots and lots of money. So yep. please, 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 please support us, like, and subscribe. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think that's, uh, oh, we have a next, next week because we're on tour, we're recording a, a special, um, best of episode and i believe uh ricky and the boys from the shake uh, might be joining us for that so yeah so be on the lookout for that episode next week we are not skipping an episode we are just doing a best of episode so, absolutely check yeah, it so out. be on the lookout for that and check it out so yeah and if you're um one of the musicians who's been on the uh podcast uh more likely than not you should be in the episodes you should yep. check it out yep there's gonna be little snippets of all sorts of episodes from the last year so uh, yep. if you've been on the podcast there's a really high likely chance that you'll be on that Exactly. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Bye.